the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit on God Amen. As I as I mentioned in the uh, in the Synexarian when I read the Synexarian that today is the 29th. So I'm sure you know the Coptic Church follows a different calendar than the calendar that we use. Uh, and so today when it comes to the 29th of the Coptic month, it's usually a commemoration of three feasts, uh, Feast of Annunciation, Feast of Nativity, and Feast of Resurrection. And today falls happens to be, it's the 29th of the Coptic month. And so we changed the, re the regular readings to fit uh, the joyful uh, tune and to fit uh, the month. Um, and so we come to today's gospel where the reading um, speaks of the annunciation of uh, the birth of the Lord by Archangel Gabriel to Saint Mary. And at the end, Saint Mary says, uh, let it be according, I am the Handmaid servant of the Lord, let it be according to your word. True submission to God. And I feel very um, unprepared, actually, to speak about the topic of the will of God. I don't think there will be enough preparation from any speaker to speak about the will of God. And so why do we even speak then if it will never be enough? I think just having a little bit of light to shed and maybe clarify some of the misconceptions that we hear, um, a thought to talk about the will of God in our lives. And of course, guided by uh, St. Mary's final uh, statement, I am the handmaid of uh, the Lord, let it be according to uh, your word. Uh, and so, so please do not consider this to be a full explanation of the will of God or even it's basically my certain thoughts that I put together on, on the topic. Uh, in the past, we've talked about the will of God as far as predestination and uh, the foreknowledge of God and, and all this. But now, today, I'm, I want to talk about the will of God. Definitely in our lives, which is not really separated from the grand... Uh, economy of God and will of God. And, and so allow me to share my thoughts on the on the topic. So usually and when I when I speak today, I'm I'm not speaking, I'm I'm giving so many disclaimers in the beginning. Uh, so when I'm speaking today, I'm not necessarily speaking about someone who truly loves God and someone who truly walks in the fear of God and someone who uh, truly lives a life of prayers and dedication to God. Because most of the time, those who live this life 
don't have problems discerning the will of God. Okay. So, so, so let's talk a little bit about what that is, or at least the thoughts that I have in my mind today. So, uh, the question of <clears throat> what's God's will in my life comes up and surfaces many times before we buy a house. Is it God's will for me to buy this house or not? Is it God's will for me to refinance, refinance the house? Is it God's will for me to get this job or apply for this job or to leave my country and come to America? Is it God's will for me to marry this person? So all these questions come up seeking discernment and seeking God's will in our lives. Uh, what does God really want from me? Uh, and again, I'm, I'm, I mean, most of the time, if, if, if we live a life of uh, relationship with God, these questions are not going to be problematic for us. But sometimes we come into those junctions in our lives and we cannot feel like completely lost and we don't know and we fear and we're scared and and so really we try to discern God's will in a week or in two weeks sometimes in a month and I'm like want God to give me an answer immediately and quickly and in a sense I'm, in, I'm anxious and I, I want it now I want the, the answer now I want it clear I want it loud and Sometimes we go to science and we ask for science. And, and this is, in a sense, it's definitely God looks, looks at this and definitely considers our feelings and our prayers and our crying and, and our earnest desire for, for his will. But, but I have to tell you, Please don't misunderstand me when I say this, but, but sometimes this sounds like fortune telling, right? I want someone to, in a sense, to tell me what is good for me tomorrow. So I go through the least pain or the most prosperity. That's really what I'm thinking. That's really what I want. That's really what I'm heading. I want to live a life of calm and peace, prosperity, no pain. Is that bad? That's not bad, by the way. That's not bad. That's not bad. But this is almost approaching the topic in the wrong order. Um, and we, when we do this, we usually fall back to scriptures and we say sometimes, you know, for I know the plans that you have for me plans of prosperity, uh, plans of uh, hope and future. And we get so excited about these scripture uh, citations and, and they're beautiful. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying they're not, they are absolutely beautiful. And we exchange them with one another, write them on cards for graduation and birthdays and, and all these things. And, and it's good and I have to tell you, this gives hope for people, which is beautiful. And this actually sometimes pushes a person from today to tomorrow, from tomorrow to the day after, and, and it's good. 
It's nothing wrong except for the fact that it does not treat the main issue. This does not treat me. This resolves, or maybe treats, or maybe sheds light just a little bit about a lot of other things. But it also, it shows my relationship with God and actually how, in a sense, on the surface it is. So some of us walk in life, trying to navigate life, hoping as I navigate life, I stumble on God. I just come across him somehow. While what should really happen is that I see God and him alone, not the decision-making process as I walk in life. So let me let me repeat this again. I don't know if you caught on that. So so some 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 of us would would go about life, navigating life, hoping to stumble on God. While what should really happen is that I see God and Him alone, not the decision-making process. And as I see God, I live life. Am I going to give you at the end the answer to one, two, three, what to do in decision-making process? I assure you, you have to wait till the end. <laughs> so, so, uh, and so you find the stories in the Bible about, you know, Gideon wanting to discern God's will and he does certain things and asks for signs and, and kings of Israel go seek the prophet and asking for, for their guidance. Should we go to war? Should not we go to war? And these are incredible and true stories. But these are unique situations that express and it speaks of a godly man who's seeking God and seeking to do the will of God. And then yet, in his pursuit, he comes into a situation, so he wants more signs. And so, and so these stories are not there to govern our lives unless God is the center already of our lives. Uh, and so, and so, you know, uh, and, and we got to understand that these events are not the norm. They're not the norm. These events are, are not the norm. Uh, the events of, you know, uh, Paul going to Bithynia uh, and find, you know, the Holy Spirit comes and tells me, you know, do not enter this city, but, but enter somewhere else. You know, for most of us, Navigating life is not going to be this clear because of our sins, because of our brokenness, because of our desire for sometimes earthly things and sinful things and things that are not necessarily would lead me and guide me into heaven. And so, and so, Abuna, we pray the kingdom come that will be done. Of course we do. Of course we do. But we say that kingdom come first, that will be done in a sense. That kingdom come, if I'm praying your kingdom, O oh Lord, let it come into my life and let me 
be part of your kingdom, then let me be part of you. Will let me see your will. In a sense, I'm saying, Lord, I beg you, I beg you, let's open and let's remove the boundaries between heaven and earth. Let's make heaven and earth almost one. And in doing so, I will be able to clearly, in a sense, discern my life. Now, the Bible, of course, speaks of uh, for all things work together for good for those who love God. All things will work together. And I assure you, I assure you that all things will work together. But this is when you love God. For those who are called according to his purpose. That's a truly, when you truly love God, things will work together. But so long I'm trying to navigate life, trying to figure out a decision for today and tomorrow, and, and just trying to get by, leaving the main issue of my relationship with God untouched and not treated and not well taken care of, then my life will be, you know, just a struggle. Not that if I am an absolute good Christian, my life is not going to, I'm not going to have any struggles. I could have struggles. Um, so, um, it gets difficult to, to have, and so we all seek wisdom in, in our decision-making, correct? But wisdom does not come overnight. Do not, do not expect that wisdom will come in a day or two or a month or two or a year or two. I'm sorry. Wisdom takes a long, long time to build. And the beginning of wisdom is what? The fear of God. When we fear God, then we are beginning of the road to wisdom. And so, so, so what I do now, you know, I have an interview tomorrow or I have something that I need to make a decision uh, tomorrow. I have something that I, it's really important that I need to discern the coming up uh, in my life. What do I do? Go to the core of the matter. Go to the heart of the matter. Work on the inside. Does that mean tomorrow's decision will be resolved and be made correct? I don't know. And I cannot give you assurance on this. But I'll assure you that when God, when, when, when God is in my life, when I truly seek Him, not the decision-making process, when I am seeking Him, then my decision-making process will come in peace, will come in joy, will come in assurance, will come in clarity. So long I'm away, so long I'm, I am clouded, so long I'm confused, so long it's difficult. But that's because of my sins. God is not hiding himself. Just leaving me completely distant, trying to, you know, figure out things on my own and, and, and he's just sitting down in heaven, you know, laughing at me. That, that's not the case at all. So, 
So what do we do? Seek God. And all things will be given unto you. That's a promise. He gives us this promise. What do I do? You want, you want to know where God's will is? Truly and always? In his commandments. In his laws. In love and in service. Always. You want his will? Follow his commandments. You want his will? Follow his laws. That's where it exists. That's where, that's where all the Psalms spoke about. We try to take some abstract moments from the lives of the saints and the scriptures and make them our own. I'm glad we try. And, and, and for all honesty, maybe it works for you for a specific situation. But generally, that's not how this works. Uh, so what I do again and again, I invite you to pray Psalm 143. And I also invite you to live your life as I described. Uh, when we come to pray at the, uh, at the 12th hour, we come and say, Blessed are you, O Lord, that teach me your statutes. Blessed are you, O Lord, that make me understand your commandments. Blessed are you, O Lord, enlighten me with your righteousness. All other things will fall in place. Everything else. The car buying, decision making, the refinance, the husband, the wife, the job, the school, you'll all come, you'll come in peace, not in anxiety, you'll come in wisdom, you'll come in joy, and glory be to God.